Hello and welcome to another MLEX podcast associated with the Best of MLEX series of articles. My name is James Paniki. I'm the Brussels Managing Editor here at MLEX. Today we're delving into the world of telecommunications and what has become in many ways the defining issue of European integration, or rather the failure to achieve EU integration, at least as far as the creation of a single telecommunications market is concerned. Roaming. Now, anyone with a mobile phone knows exactly what we're talking about. In Europe, roaming is a fraught affair. While there are no longer border guards and passport checks at national borders, your mobile device and, more importantly, your telecom provider knows exactly when you're crossing a border. And you, the user, will become aware of that when you receive your bill at the end of the month. Some things are changing on that front, but then again, plus ça change. Magnus Franklin is our chief correspondent for telecoms. He covers all matters tech for MLEX. Hello, Magnus. Hello, James. Is that a good summary? Is, uh, is, it, uh, is it an issue which is yet to be fully clarified here in the EU? Well, let's just say that there's a promise now to uh, end roaming surcharges by uh, summer, basically. Um, and uh, it's a promise that has been made many times, uh, and it's a promise that has not quite come true many times. So I think, uh, you know, is it going to happen in June? Partially, but there's still going to be many um, remaining issues to resolve in the coming years. It's not going to be gone. Well, let's talk about that. So we've got this June 15 uh, date, which is the date in which the new changes uh, will be implemented. Now, they've promised, as in the EU, uh, the EU lawmakers have promised that after these changes have been implemented, you'll be able to roam. What's the expression? Roam, roam like at home. Roam like at home, precisely. And uh, will you be able to roam like at home? How do you think, see things panning out? For the vast majority, absolutely. And in, in many countries, you can already do this. Uh, certainly in the Nordics, they have this kind of arrangement between the UK and Ireland. Uh, there's this kind of arrangement. So it's, it's not a new feature in the market. Uh, what will change, however, is that with the new regulation, you'll have certain operators uh, for whom it will just cost too much to let their users roam with the same conditions that they have at home with unlimited data, for example. Uh, so they will be, if needed, allowed to opt out of this. Uh, so the question remains, how will the EU lawmakers, legislators and politicians respond when certain uh, customers in Finland, maybe or the Baltics or Poland, end up paying roaming charges, whereas everyone else in Europe isn't? Okay, let's unpack that a little bit. So you talk about Scandinavian countries, and that simply means, for example, if you live in Sweden and you cross the border and you go into Norway, for example, uh, when you do use your mobile phone and when you use it for uh, for data, you know, you you log onto the internet, you you don't, you're not uh, uh, you're not punished by your provider. So you're not paying exorbitant amounts to gain access to that. So they have that kind of arrangement. Hmm. Now, it, the, the situation becomes far more complicated. And we always talk about the one example, which is people who go to southern Europe uh, for their holidays. So if you're in a, a northern European country, you head to Spain for your, uh, for your holidays, uh, then uh, there is a huge amount of the burden uh, ends up with, uh, with telecoms in Spain. Now that, as you're pointing out, is going to create a problem because they're going to be facing additional costs and the, the one option for them might be to simply pull out and just say, look, this is too expensive for us. Absolutely. And I, there was a, a hugely complex battle going on between the southern states and northern states. As you say, the southern states bear a huge investment cost to cater for the summer tourists. Uh, in the north, they have these very cheap data bundles, uh, which very quickly uh, become uh, unprofitable if you end up having to pay a lot at wholesale level 
to in countries like Spain or Greece um, for people to watch YouTube or what they might be doing uh, with their phones? Uh, some telecommunication companies are simply responding by pulling out of the system altogether and just saying, look, we, we can't help you, we can't we can't provide the services that you need. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, they, they have that option. Of course, they'll have to decide whether that's something they want to do commercially. Maybe it'll look very bad for the consumers if they do. But ultimately, if it's too big of a black hole in their, uh, in their balance sheet, uh, they have this option and may need to use it, which leaves some consumers with roaming uh, and some without. And is this a, f a fatal flaw, therefore, of the revamp, of this legislative uh, revamp? I mean, does this indicate that there is trouble ahead? Well, let's say that the fatal flaw uh, was made uh, a long time ago, uh, several years ago, uh, because the whole point of uh, regulating roaming was to benefit consumers and the way that Europeans usually do this is by injecting competition mm. uh, and there was a move to inject competition in this market but you know just uh, shortly before these new pro-competitive rules were entering into force the commission changed tack mm -hmm. and said no we'll just uh, be you know go deregist force operators to stop charging uh, and we'll deal with the consequences and those are the consequences that we're now uh, facing. Okay well let's I mean we're, we're getting a bit hypothetical but was there another path that the that the EU lawmakers could have gone down that would have avoided this particular situation, or are all models in a way problematic? I mean, yeah, hypotheticals always uh, <laughs> it's, it's difficult to, to make predictions, especially about the future. But the 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 thing that that this is all hinging on is that there was an agreed approach. Legislators did agree on a different approach, which was pro-competitive. Of course, it could have failed. But the point of, of legislating in iterations is that you can see if something doesn't work, you try something slightly more tight or something slightly looser mm. to get the balance right. Mm. What the commission ended end up doing was completely throwing out the baby and the bathwater and starting over from scratch with, with an approach that's um, quite fundamentally opposed to the way regulation works in Europe generally. Tell me about caps. What do we mean when we talk about caps in this context? Yeah. So the caps are uh, twofold. There's a wholesale cap and the retail cap. Uh, it's a retail cap that we most people know best. That's what we pay each month. Uh, and that's been going down uh, over the years and will now be zero. Uh, well, we still have our wholesale caps because operators still charge each other for the exchange traffic. And this is really where the current uh, set of rules are, are uh, generating conflict because the level of that cap uh, will generate winners and losers. Uh, and it's up to the EU lawmakers to decide basically who wins and who loses. And, and uh, I mean, is, is that a decision that still has to be made at a sort of an implementation level? Or do we already know, in fact, who the winners and the losers are going to be? Uh, so it's, it's been a separate file. It's been agreed. Uh, we have a, a, a decent idea of who the winners and losers are going to be. Uh, but the, the problem is that this is uh, an issue that will need to be revisited because uh, costs are going down all the time. Uh, usage increases all the time and so on. So to keep the wholesale rate static mm. uh, over the next decade is absolutely infeasible. So we will have to re revisit this again. The problem for lawmakers is they won't be able to have anything to sell to the consumer uh, to drum up political support for the next round of reviews. Mm. Prices are already at zero. So what do you do next? And uh, what it boils down to is the fact, uh, the simple fact that there is no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, we've now set the rates at zero. Uh, and we're picking winners and losers via wholesale regulation, uh, you know, what's the outcome of that going to be? Eventually, operators will have to decide a strategy uh, domestically that makes ends meet. Uh, so ultimately, it will be consumers that pay for others or 
are subsidized by other users. Uh, there is no fairness or, or free lunch in this. Now, we're talking about winners and losers now without obviously naming names, but in general terms, who are the winners and who are the losers? What kind of, of telecommunications companies have done well out of this? Let's just say that at the, at the moment, because the Commission uh, and the lawmakers have gone for a rather cautious approach, it will be the North that goes on holiday in the South that ends up being out of pocket. Country uh, operators in Spain and Italy and, and Greece and so on will have fairly uh, comfortable money coming in from the, the tourists, uh, and it will be the company, companies in, in the North, in Sweden, Finland, the Baltics, uh, Netherlands, Germany and so on, that will start feeling that um, they... Uh, they're going to have more numbers in the red. And that could lead to problems further down the track, or could it, in a way? I mean, uh, in a way, the legislation has been uh, has been signed off. We're really just talking about implementation. Has the deal been done now uh, to an extent that we no longer need to talk about this? Is this the last time that you and I will sit down and talk about roaming uh, issues? We won't be talking about it, but lawmakers will have to because it will become a technical market regulation issue, uh, but uh, consumers won't be interested anymore. The, the thing is, I mean, this would have happened uh, anyway uh, a few years down the line because the way that the mobile sector is going, uh, more and more of the network functions are being defined by software and so on. So we would have had, uh, for, feasibly into 2025, apps that decide which network you're on, which, you know, a bit like you choose a Wi-Fi uh, network. Uh, so this would all probably have gone away by itself. Uh, but now we've gone for a legislative approach and uh, it's been sold by the uh, EU as a, as a great success. But, but you seem a bit cautious. I wonder if, if uh, the market on this occasion left to its own devices would have sorted things out, as you're suggesting. I mean, is this a case in a way for lawmakers to, to sort of get out of the way? Should they have just stepped aside and just said, look, uh, this will take care of itself. So th there's data on this. Uh, there, there are numbers to, to go on. Uh, on. When it comes to voice and SMS, uh, the story is what it's always been, which is that competition isn't working. Uh, market forces aren't working. Uh, you could argue that there's a tipping point. Uh, that's that's a, a moot point uh, at this stage. Uh, where competition is working is in data, and you can see it outside of Europe. Uh, the wholesale uh, and retail roaming rates for data are plummeting as as charges as as usage goes up. So I think you know if you look at data and you look at the areas not controlled by the EU regulation, you see a similar trend as you do with the regulation. This really is a small part of a much bigger picture, and that is the creation of a digital single market. We all know that this single market doesn't exist at the moment. There are thousands of impediments for anyone wanting to engage in e-commerce across borders. How far away are we from, do you believe, from a, a genuine single market when it comes to, to the digital sector? Oh, there was a, a, a former a Swedish regulator who had a, a very good uh, response to this, and he said, we're already there. It's called the Internet. Yes, but, but I mean, he's, he's obviously been facetious because, I mean, the reality is, is slightly more sort of pragmatic and it's about rules and regulations and about problems of anyone who wants to do business across a national border. Yes, and I mean, now I think, if anything, we're probably erecting more barriers to digital trade in general than uh, worrying about eliminating uh, barriers between countries. There's a lot of new rules coming into play on platforms, on e-commerce, on telecoms, you name it, to try to rein it in and get some political control over it. The problem maybe before was that there were too little rules and there was a genuinely open digital market uh, that uh, lawmakers had no control over.
Magnus, that was great fun. We should do this more often. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, James. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Magnus Franklin is MLEX's chief telecommunications correspondent. He's based here in Brussels. Magnus's feature on this topic is titled End of EU Mobile Roaming Marks the Start of Implementation Headaches. And that word end is in inverted commas or quote marks for reasons which should now be apparent. It's available on both sides of the MLEX paywall, so it should be easy to find and to pass on to friends and foes alike. And that's it for another podcast linked to the Best of MLEX series. I'm James Panicki. Thanks for listening. Bye.